It's time for JT the Brick. I am JT the Brick, focused black hole, getting in there, ready to rock. I got my A game. I've been there with the Raider Nation in the black hole. I've been in this rivalry. I've seen it in my 24 years here. It's a do or die game. Can't let them win in Vegas. Protect the house. Protect the Legion Stadium. Be ready to go. No half-ass effort. You don't need a PhD. You don't need some expert on CNN or Fox News teaching you about fandom. I just told you. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll right now, so let me go. Hey, JT. Yes. I love you, and I love your show. Thank you. That's what the Raiders are based on. Al Davis, the history of the Raiders. They were always banged up. They were always taped up. They had blood coming through their helmets, and they played. The 11 angry men. I'm not encouraging injuries. I'm encouraging violence. So that's where we are. Raider Nation. Simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now, that's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a summer Friday. Yes, it's officially summer. I consider summer June Memorial Day, June 1st, all the way through Labor Day. Uh, Here in Vegas, it's different because we have summer almost every day of the year. It's almost summer for the rest of the world in Vegas every day, but it feels like summer. It feels like a Friday. It feels great to be here today. It feels epic to be here today. Last night with the Raider Nation, I got some good stories to tell, and then we got the excitement coming into the Golden Knights game one Saturday. Excited to be in the building for that. What a time to be in Las Vegas. What a time for everybody who's new to Las Vegas, everybody who's been here for a while, everybody who comes to visit. It's an unbelievable weekend coming here to Sin City. Bring us your masses. Uh, bring us your pool party ears. Bring us your EDC fans, your nightclubs, your sports fans. We can accommodate it all. We don't have one or two days in, a little Holiday Inn Express. We have casinos that you know can house 3,500 people, close to 4,000 people in one casino hotel up and down the strip from Circa all the way to Mandalay Bay, as Don King would tell me, where the flying fishes play. Are you with me? Are you fired up? I don't remember a Friday like this. you got to go back six years ago when the Vegas Golden Knights were going to get ready for a Stanley Cup against the Washington Capitals in their inaugural season. They got all the way to the Cup. Last year they didn't make the playoffs, and now they're back hosting, hosting the Stanley Cup final. The Cup is here. I took the picture yesterday with my son. That was cool. Tell you about that later. That was really cool to take the picture with my son with the Cup in our building. And it's going to be a great weekend. So let's make it feel like a great weekend. Everybody light it up. Let's have some fun today. It's summertime radio. We get a little time to amp up for Raiders season, which I think is going to be exciting and very interesting. A lot on the line with the silver and black. We'll get to all that today. I hung out with Jimmy G last night. Me. Hung out with Jimmy G last night for a few hours as his former you know, compadre friend who he beats in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers, might say, Relax. Oh, Jimmy G. I'm not a doctor and trainer. I'm not a doctor and trainer, but Jimmy G, he walked in the room last night. Jimmy G was in the room with Devante, Dave Casper, Matt Millen, Ted Hendricks, Charles Woodson, the elite, the elite, the elite of the Raider alumni, plus the owner, the head coach, the GM. It was our annual alumni dinner. I had the pleasure of emceeing it, and it was one of the highlights Highlights of my career, actually, because Devontae was in the room, Jimmy G, everybody, almost perfect attendance, and then you had the alumni in town, and the alumni were at OTAs, they were at practice, it was very interactive, and it was really cool, because I'm not sending out pictures and a whole bunch of stuff until the Raiders put it out, but to be in a room where Ted Hendricks, 
is sitting down with Max Crosby at the same table, and Devontae is sitting with Charles Woodson, and to look out from the stage and watch that and to see the eye contact and what Matt Millen said when the microphone was passed to him. Matt Millen won the Super Bowl as a rookie. Matt Millen won four Super Bowls, four-time Super Bowl champ. He explained to these young men how you can have an impact as a rookie. And then just to see Raymond Chester and his elegance, George Atkinson, who's like a dad to me, you know, off the air. What a guy George is. And a great night. And uh, Josh McDaniels put it together. So for the people out there that are still having a problem welcoming Josh McDaniels to the team, hoping he does well because he's your coach, he put on an unbelievable event. He really did. Mark Davis approved it. Josh McDaniels put it together, and he knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park, and the players were really happy to be there. Uh, Robert Spillane, here's one story I can tell you. Before the event starts, I'm at the bar with Phil Villapiano, foo, number 41. And he calls me over and he goes, JT. You know how Phil Villapiano speaks? He goes, JT. He goes, this guy, he's wearing my number. You know, Phil's got that Jersey accent, Bowling Green legend. He goes, he's wearing my number, 41. Can you believe it? And Spillane is standing there and his eyes are just lit up. And Spillane told the story of his grandfather, his grandfather who played for the Steelers. Uh, back uh, many, many years ago. I have to do the research on when. And his grandfather wore, wore 41. That's why he chose the number. And he understood that Phil Villapiano was there. So I looked over to Robert Spillane and said, you know, Tom Hanks, the legendary actor, the Academy Award winner's favorite player is Phil Villapiano. He put his name on one of the movies he had at the bar. And he's like, really? Yeah. He goes, I heard that. And that was excellent. And then one other thing I could tell you behind the scenes with Woodson. Uh, Charles Woodson, at one point in the in the speech where he had to speak, uh, pointed to Mad Max Crosby, pointed right at him and said, that's the guy. That's the leader. Follow him. Right. It was just great to see Charles Woodson and Max Crosby in the crowd, that connection. So, man, I'm 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 walking on clouds from last night. It was really cool. And the Raiders do it first class. No owner in all the sports in any sport. Some owners win more. Some owners obviously spend more. No one, no one does more for their alumni than Mark Davis. Mark Davis, to put on an event like this, I would think the majority of owners in sports would say, A, how much did it cost? Uh, Where are we doing it? Mark says, do it. Just do it. Bring them in, their family. And Mark, when he spoke to the players in that setting, basically talked about family. So it was a great night last night. Raider fans, you should be proud. I know you want to win games. I know you want to win the Super Bowl. We're all on the same page here. But to see the organization come together like that and put on alumni day and alumni evening, the dinner last night, uh, very proud to be a part of it in a small way. It was a night that I won't forget. And it really builds what's trying to happen here with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. They're from the outside. We know they were Patriots. They've won a lot. Uh, One of the coaches, who I'll leave his name out here in the monologue, one of the coaches came up to me and introduced himself to me. You know, I'm in my mid-50s. I'm not 22 anymore. And he said, man, I, watched, I listened to you win the first smack-off on the Jim Rome show. And I go, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Thanks for saying that. And he's a coach on the team. And he came over from the Patriots. And I go, how many Super Bowls do you have? He goes, three. I said, wow, congratulations, man. Hope you can bring that here. He says, yeah, we're, gonna, we're trying. We're going to do everything we can to do it. A lot of people in the room, the new staff and the new coaches, obviously came from a world championship organization recently. And they're trying to develop new habits, 
new habits in the building, scouting, everything they're doing, those habits that work so well to try to help this team out. And maybe that's the best thing I can do on the air here and take a little bit of heat from the angry group of fans who just won't let me say this stuff. All they're trying to do is win. There is not one Raider fan who can deny that point. You don't have to like Josh McDaniels yet. You might not be buying into Jacoby Myers, former Patriot. But there is not one person who can hear my voice who will debate me on this show or in any other platform that says that McDaniels and Ziegler aren't desperate to win. They've won so many times before they need an extra safe in their house for all their Super Bowl rings. They didn't come here for a paycheck. They didn't come here to be your best friend. They came here to win. I don't know if they're going to win. I hope they do. I'm pulling for all these guys. I pulled for Dennis Allen, Art Shell, who was there last night. Art Shell, wow. Uh, Reggie McKenzie, Jack Del Rio, Derek Carr, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, all trying to pull the boat in the same direction to win. This is the new regime. And, you know, it would be nice if you got behind them on their flagship station. If you don't want to, if you want to wait for better results, you have the right to do whatever the hell you want. I just wanted to tell you last night was special because they do things special with this organization. And last night was absolutely outstanding. So that's the Raiders content pretty much that I have. Well, one more thing on Art Shell. You know, you see Raider legends come in a room and, you know, you just look and go, wow. Oh, my God. You know, look at that. Art Shell, the elegance and the brilliance of Art Shell. And what he dealt with early in his life as a young football player to get to the Raiders. All the losses that he had early on the way to the AFC Championship, AFC Championship. All the tough losses to break through and win. Art Shell's won three Super Bowls. Two as a player, one as an assistant coach. So he's been a part of all three. When Art Shell spoke last night and sat with the offensive line. Art Shell sitting with the offensive line. Wait till you see the look on these guys' faces as they're looking at the great Art Shell. And, and Matt Millen's one of my all-time favorites. So a lot of fun last night. If you want to get into Raiders today, we can do it. Uh, but for me, it was good to see Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae uh, really in good spirits. And Max, the leaders, the core leaders of the team, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mad Max Crosby, and Devontae, you could tell they really appreciated last night because last night was super important, really important for the franchise to have that because there's a lot of players who are in the room that are not going to make the team, right? There's a lot of guys who are undrafted free agents and rookies who are not going to make the team. And they were there to sit in front of Charles Woodson and Art Shell and to hear these stories. And they said, wherever you go in life, how to win. So I thought that was really cool. All right, let's go back to yesterday with Josh McDaniels talked about the former players, the alumni being at OTAs and how it affected the team yesterday. We're all excited to, to continue to pull for them. So obviously they've had a great year and, uh, we're looking forward to continuing to support that. Um, there's also uh, at practice today, you're going to see a um, number of uh, Raider greats that are able, were able to join us uh, today um, to share in our uh, OTA experience here. Um, I'd say share with our players, um, you know, what, what it meant for them uh, to be a Raider. And um, they've kind of set the standard and uh, defined what uh, the commitment to excellence is. And um, like I said, you'll see a number of them out there. <clears throat> They're here now. And, um, you know, it's an exciting day for us to obviously have them uh, join us for, for this part of our year. So um, I'm sure you'll see a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, and the familiar faces really helped out there. It wasn't like, hey, go sit on the sidelines, guys. It was exactly the opposite. It was uh, jump on in. 
jump on into these groups and talk to these guys and help them and tell them what it's like to be a Raider. Really cool that they could do that. Uh, the big soundbite that went viral yesterday all around Sports Center, everywhere, every debate show played it this morning, is when the coach was asked about the availability coming up of Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no, I have no anxiety. Right, okay, there you go. You guys might have anxiety. <laughs> is there, so is there, I don't have any anxiety. Is there a confidence level then that he'll, he'll be there in training camp and ready to go? Yep, I'm not going to put a timeline or a day on anything, but um, like I said, I have no anxiety. feel pretty good about it. Wow, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny B's got to go in there and ask the tough question. You know, Vinny, Vinny's our teammate here. I have to ask him, you know, do you have any anxiety or not? He answered the question. It's all good. I uh, saw Jimmy G last night. Everything seems to be good. Uh, and we'll report on it if it changes at any other point there. So I just want to get a couple of sound bites in from yesterday from Coach McDaniels as I was with him last night, and he was in a really good space here. He's very proud to be a part and put that event together which is great. Before Chris Matthews joins us from 8 News Now, uh, Bobby, please give me the final call as the Vegas Golden Knights went into Dallas and embarrassed the Stars to get to the cup final. Carrier, Carlson, Colasar, Marcheseau, Carlson, Amadio. This one is over. 6-0. A shutout victory in Game 6 for the Vegas Golden Knights. For the second time in six seasons, the Golden Knights will play for the Stanley Cup. That's it. That's Dan Duba on the call there. So the Stanley Cup starts tomorrow night. What do we have to talk about? That's going to be the focus of the show today. Stanley Cup was in our building yesterday. The Stanley Cup will be hosted in Las Vegas, and we are based out of Las Vegas on the flagship of the Golden Knights across the hall, and flagship of the Raiders, flagship of UNLV football and basketball. We have all the stations here, and we're all pivoting. We're all pivoting to the Golden Knights as we're partners with the Golden Knights. So I hope that we get a couple of calls in here over the next couple of hours. I hope people come in. Steve Coolius is going to join us next hour. He's a big shot NHL radio, a fun guy too. He's really good. We're going to talk to him about the matchup here, uh, how Vegas was able to advance in the postseason. He'll talk to us. And then a little bit of Raiders roundtable. Q and I hosted Raiders roundtable earlier in the week. A lot of it, a lot of the talk was clearly about what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. So you'll hear that on the back end of the show. And then on Monday, programming alert live on YouTube. So if you follow the Raiders on YouTube, we're going to do three and a half hours live starting at 8 in the morning. So we'll be live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center on the field, the indoor field. It'll be content day. Used to be called media day. It's content day. Uh, I, along with Q Myers and Eric Allen, we will host three and a half hours live on YouTube. And we're going to have a bunch of the players, Dave Ziegler, the GM, and we're going to talk about the Raiders. It's going to be a heavy content day on Monday for the Silver and Black. That'll be good. Then I'll host this show from the facility there. So we'll go about five hours straight with all Raiders content. So Monday's going to be a big day. And uh, put that in your phone or be aware you should be following the Raiders on their social media app. But you can also follow the Raiders on YouTube and get an alert. And then you can watch that live. And I think that's going to be a really good day coming up here on Monday. Chris Matthews, my dean of sports media here from 8 News Now. He knows how big it is. I reach out to him on Fridays. And, Chris, it would feel like a summer Friday. Hey, maybe you're going to Utah. You're going to the mountains. Maybe you're going hiking. You got to work. We got the Stanley Cup in town and, and Raider OTAs. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, JT. It's so fun. I'm Right now, as I'm speaking to you right here, I'm inside T-Mobile Arena. They got the ice down. Looks really nice. They got the... Uh, 
Panthers and, and Knights logos up on the great big board up top. They got all the ribbons around the, the, the lighting ribbons around the uh, arena that says Panthers versus Golden Knights. And, and one thing on that west side where they had all the banners that hung all through the year, it's been narrowed down to just two banners, Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. What a weekend this is going to be in Las Vegas. Well, I don't know if I needed to bring on Ted Ferrando from the weather department there. I'm hearing we have to close the doors at T-Mobile. I heard there's signs on the doors that want to you know, keep the humidity, which we don't have much of, or the heat out of that because we don't want what happened in the last Stanley Cup. We don't want a little bit of sloppy ice here. We want to keep it nice and cool in the building. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting in that building, and it's nice and cool in here right now. <laughs> um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. I, I'm excited about this series too. I think a lot of people around the country are excited because you got two non-traditional teams playing for the Stanley Cup, and uh, you got you know one that's just done an unbelievable job beating Boston, the Maple Leafs, and then they take out Carolina in four straight. But then on the other side, you got uh, the Golden Knights, who are here for the second time in six years. They got that deep roster. All these uh, these players that uh, Kelly McCrimmon has put together as the general manager, and, and now it's time for these guys to shine. So it's I think it's going to be a fun, fun series. Uh, Chris Matthews joins us from 8 News Now. Chris, that's a good topic. I want to stay on that for a second because you're going to get great ratings in town. This is a local story, but it's a global story with hockey. I don't know how this is going to play out nationally. I don't know if this country has the stomach for Las Vegas and Florida compared to New York going up against an original six team or a Canadian team being in there or the Blackhawks, an original six team. I really don't care about it because we live here and we're going to enjoy it. But how do you think Gary Bettman wants this to play out nationally? Because it's Vegas' second trip in six years in Florida that's a big market down there going down to South Beach and up north there. It's an important time for this sport, I think, for Bettman to take the next step with a glitzy city like Las Vegas with a chance to win. Well, that's the key right there, and you mentioned. I think, I mean, nothing against Colorado or nothing against Edmonton. If it would have been Florida, Edmonton, well, of course, a Canadian team might have been different, but mm-hmm. let's just say it was uh, Florida versus San Jose or something. At least what you have is Las Vegas. The team that, you know, the expansion team is back, all the storylines. You got the two players off the Florida Panthers team taken in that expansion draft. One was taken, one was traded for in, in Marcia So and Riley Smith. So you got that whole storyline. But Vegas is Vegas, and, and all the fans know here how, that been to the games know how cool it is, how fun it is, the pregame ceremony. They'll just they'll ratchet it up now in the, in the Stanley Cup final. So it's going to be – Interesting as we as we all remember back in 2018 when they had Imagine Dragons down on the ice. JP, you remember that mm-hmm. they were singing songs down on the ice prior to the game. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what what Vegas does with the with the NHL and, and in the spotlight here. It's just I, it, like you said, it's not the original six, it's not the uh, you know not the Rangers, it's not the Blackhawks, like you mentioned, Canadian teams. But it is Las Vegas, and Las Vegas people kind of pay attention. Hey, let's see what those Knights have done. I know there are a lot of fans out there that are rooting against the Golden Knights, but being back in their uh, in the final for the second time in six years, we look at some of these franchises who have never been to the final, or even the Maple Leafs who haven't been there in you know forty mm-hmm. some odd years. So fans are spoiled here, but uh, hey, we'll take it. Hey, Chris, before you go, we know you're at Media Day. you got a tight schedule. Uh, Raiders, I spent the night with the Raiders last night. They had an alumni dinner. It was just incredible what this organization does. You know that a lot of the gold jackets and Hall of Famers are in town. OTAs, you know, still Josh Jacobs hasn't signed his what will be his franchise tender there. We get that. Jimmy Garoppolo, 
We'll wait on the timeline there. Tyree Wilson, not ready to go. Their first pick overall, number seven. But for what you saw on the field, the energy, I saw a tweet with Mad Max that you had here. What would you think of getting a little bit of a look at this team so far at OTAs? Yeah, it's funny, and you mentioned that, JT. The, uh, the alumni were out there yesterday, and I was talking to uh, Mike Taylor, who's been with that organization since 1988 as a, as a communications guy, a PR guy, and I was asking him, how many Hall of Fame guys are out here? So it was about 12 guys, and half of them Hall of Famers. And you, you're kind of in awe of what the Raiders do in terms of its, its history. It's bringing back the alumni, taking care of their own. You know, that whole once a Raider, the mantra, once a Raider, always a Raider. And I thought it was really fun to see all those guys kind of involved, talking with these younger players. And some of the leaders now you have. You know, you mentioned I tweeted out that Max Crosby uh, uh, tweet. This guy is an absolute beast. He's a leader. Now, Chandler Jones has been around the league a lot longer. But but I I think that Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, those two guys on defense, people will pay attention. The young guys will pay attention. In fact, Chandler Jones even mentioned he called out by name uh, Adam Plant, who grew mm-hmm. up here, went to Gorman, then UNLV, and now he's uh, trying to you know, get a roster spot with the Raiders. He talked to, about this kid, how he was just so inquisitive, wanted to learn, wanted to grow, and, and, and uh, Chandler kind of said that he wishes he had a guy like that when he was a young rookie that would kind of mentor him. So I think I'm excited about this team. I don't know how many wins they're going to have this year, but I'm excited about the future, the young guys, the veterans, the Max Crosby, the Josh Jacobs, and let's see what happens with uh, – with Devontae Adams, you can have another monster year with Garoppolo throwing the football. There's a lot of things that we're that we're going to look, what we're going to find out over the next five months with this Raiders team. So I'm excited. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy the rest of the day. I'll see you tomorrow at the Fortress. Thank you. All right, thanks, JT. You got it, Chris Matthews, Eight News Now, the Dean of Sportscasters here in town. Uh, great to have him, part of our newsmen crew, newsmen and uh, news ladies that come on the show. Appreciate Chris there and. He's out at OTAs. He's covering the hockey game. There's a lot of events coming up here. We're counting down to the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame on June 16th. Then I'll be able to emcee at the Dollar Loan Center. That's something we're going to be building up here. we got a lot going on, a lot going on here uh, if you want to jump in and be a part of the show. 702-365-9200 is the number. If you want to touch on OTAs, if you have any concern at all, any concern at all in and around the Raiders, the attendance last night was incredible, absolutely incredible. Everybody you wanted to see was there, uh, along with the alumni here. So now these guys got to stay healthy. They got to work hard. Uh, the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, has got to get back on the field. And then the offense has got to be fantastic. The offense has to be fantastic. That's going to be one of my root issues this year on the show, is that with Josh Jacobs back as the leading rusher, with Jacoby Myers in. Hunter Renfro, I got a chance to shake his hand and talk to him last night just for a little bit. Assuming all these guys are there, the offense has to be electric. It has to be explosive. They have to stay on the field. They have to have great energy. And on third and seven, instead of an incomplete pass, because the offense wasn't clicking like last year, and the Raiders had five second-half leads by double digits. I repeat, five double-digit leads in the second half last year. On third and seven, the route has to be not seven yards, eight yards, nine yards, an easy completion to Devontae, toe tap out of bounds, Hunter sliding to the ground after nine yards, Jacoby Myers on a little in route of 10 yards, or Michael Mayer, like we used to call it, a 10-yard button hook, 10-yard turnaround, first down. Those are four more plays that Max Crosby doesn't have to play. Chandler Jones can rest. 
Epps at safety can talk to the defense on the sideline with Patrick Graham. The key to the Raiders, shocking the world. If the Raiders are going to shock the world, it could only be one way. Only one way. The ability to stay on the field with sustained drives with a better red zone quarterback who can pick up easier first downs because he can handle the burden of the playbook. That's it. No other way. Don't tell me about interceptions and defense. Maybe that'll improve. The punter and the kicker are outstanding. Josh Jacobs can run. The only way this team is going to compete for a postseason run to have a better year than all these scoundrels in the national media think they suck is by sustaining offensive integrity, keeping the ball moving, and not having to punt. If we do punt, we got A.J. Cole the best. If we don't have to punt, then there's another three, four, six, seven plays and more points. And that'll be led by a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh Jacobs on a third and three, picking up five and getting a new three sets, a, a new three downs to kind of eat the clock. Time of possession. Get the hell in and out of the huddle quickly. Let Jimmy G read the line of scrimmage, which he learned under Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, and let the offense flow smoother and easier. Did I miss anything? I don't see any other way this can work. Any other way it could work. It's got to be the offense in control of the football for most of the game and the defense being more powerful, smarter, and explosive. So when they do come out on the field, they're fresher. They have a rolling depth chart of younger players who can make plays, turn the ball over, and not play as much because the defense is on the field way too long. Way too long, and we can't handle that. The monologue brought to you by PTs. Wow, do you think they nailed it? Game's at 5 tomorrow, happy hours 5 to 7. If you're not invited to the game, if you're not getting in, go to any PT's 64-plus locations here in the Valley, the SG Bar, Sean Patrick, Sierra Gold, and they'll have half-off drinks for the Golden Knights. Unbelievable promotion. They're proud partners of VGK. When we come back, hopefully we hear from you today. A lot of you have taken off the week this week. I would have took vacation if I I knew I was going to deal with so many quiet callers. So many just, you know, going through the motion, guys and gals. Let's wake up. Let's go. It's a great weekend here. Give me a Golden Knight fan or two. Give me someone who's going to one of these great games and going to party all weekend long. And have a Modelo with me. At the top of the hour, I will put my bucket of Modelos on ice, and they'll be ready by 2 o'clock for me. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by the Botanist Gin, the number one fastest-growing brand. Step up your cocktail game with the Botanist Gin. Knights take the puck from behind their goal. Martinez springs Colasar, joined by Carrier. Bank pass to him, left circle, back in front. Colasar scores! What a setup! The Golden Knights have taken a 3-0 lead. Six minutes to go, first period. Bobby, I guess, is cranking the tunes today. JT, back with you. Brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Their entire portfolio we support here, including the Botanist Gin. We kicked off the Botanist Gin last summer as a refreshing new taste. If you wanted to try something new, it exploded. That's why the partnership is still here with us. So when we say Remy Martin, Team up for excellence, we mean their entire portfolio, including the Botanist Gin. Try it with a splash of lemon. Have it any way you like. But if you're a gin drinker, switch over over to the botanist and you'll thank me for that so the golden knights will play tomorrow i think there's going to be a lot of surprises i don't know of any wink wink but there's going to be a lot of surprises from the nhl with this building 
It's it's special. It's game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. Chris Matthews said uh, last time it was here, the Imagine Dragons came out and played on a little red carpet where the goalie would be. That was a big deal. Also, Derek England was able to speak as one of the great players in the young history of the Golden Knights because of the shooting here that took 58 lives, and he was a bill. He, he got our season going. What people don't remember if they're new to Las Vegas or if you're new to the station is after the shooting here in Las Vegas, which was just a god-awful tragedy, the whole city got behind the Golden Knights, got behind the Golden Knights, and everybody was on the same page, and then they made a cup run, and Derek England was great as the face of the franchise talking about this throughout the year. There was a lot of pressure. There were a lot of people who were wounded, Obviously, many people died and their families were affected in this community. And some of the people were tourists from outside the community. And the entire city of Las Vegas pulled together from the mayor, uh, the governor of the state of Nevada. And it just built. The energy built. And in the back of our mind, there was never a night like the banner. When the banner went up with the names, you know, the stars of everyone who lost their lives. And the city gravitated behind this hockey team to make the run for the cup. And we're still thinking of the people that lost their lives during that really dark time in the history of the city. And this is a lot of the players who are still here who are around for that, especially the broadcasters, the PR, they remember that well. So this is a festive time now. It was much different for the last Stanley Cup in that season for what happened in this community. I think everybody now can look back on that and continue to pray for those families and the lives that were lost, but now concentrate on the hockey and just hope that this is a really festive atmosphere. Uh, The Knights get off to a very good start, and they don't end up they don't get in trouble. They don't have a bad start. They don't make a mistake. Stay out of the penalty box. Stay out of the penalty box. Same thing with the Raiders. No no penalties. Play clean. And then if you lose and you play a clean game, okay. But don't make it easier on the opponent. Florida is a very opportunistic team. They beat the Boston Bruins, so they're coming in battle-tested. 702-365-9200. Out to Staten, Italy. Mikey in Manhattan. What's going on, Mikey? How you betting? You've been winning some money lately? Give us a good bet, will you? Hey, doing well. Well, first of all, last night, the sports books took a beating. Very rarely on the, on the Denver-Miami game, both the Sharks and the public were all over Denver laying the eight and a half. They took a bloodbath. JT, I am pumped up in this 90-degree weather here in New York City for this Stanley Cup. I have a couple of great bets. I got I have the Knights winning by a goal and a half, and I have William Carson uh, scoring a goal plus 300. Those are my two bets, and also I have that the first goal will be scored after the 15-minute mark, Mm. plus 225. So those are my three bets. I got the Knights laying a goal and a half. I have a goal after the 15-minute mark, plus 225, and I got William Carson scoring a goal plus 300. You know, Mikey, uh, on the NBA, you know, as a non-gambler, but talking to a lot of gamblers that we had on, I like the Heat to cover. I thought they'd lose. I, you know, the altitude, the travel going from Boston to Denver, you know, going directly there. I didn't think they'd win, but I thought they'd cover the nine, and it, it was a boat race. They were, they were down 17 for most of the game. Do you believe that team, the starters, didn't attempt the free throw? How dare Eric Spolstra, who's now they're claiming is the best coach currently in the NBA, how do you go into an NBA Finals game one? I don't think this has ever happened where the five starters didn't attempt the free throw. That's gutless. Hold off on that for a second, uh, JT. You're 100% right. They weren't taking the uh, Joker. The Joker was a very big part of that. 
but what I got out of that game, and I was, I was, I didn't bet it. I had the over. I lost. But I watched that game. Swolcher made an adjustment in the fourth period. I am all over the Heat's money line, plus 300 in game Ooh. two. And you will see Swolcher make the decision. They will make it come back. Listen, they were in a dogfight. Even though that game seven was easy in Boston, they were in a dogfight. And Denver was sitting back. They're used to the high altitude. Both teams were dog tired watching that game. Mm. Well, so let's let's let's. You know, JT, you've told me this a number of times. A seven-game series doesn't start until the home team loses. <laughs> so losing game one, I have no problem with it. Social, uh, you know, it's a different team than Miami. The Heat. This is going to be a long series, and we're okay. going to enjoy it, JT. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mikey. Good to hear from you. Thanks for calling us in New York. As I wait for Las Vegas fans to call for free, 702-365-9200. Miami game two, Sunday, June 4th, plus 300 on the money line. It seems like a pretty good play when you think about it because if Miami's going to make it a series, they have to win game two, correct? Miami, if they go down 0-2, the series is over. Just like I told you with the Lakers. The Lakers went down 0-2. I had these knucklehead Laker fans calling me. Oh, we're going to win the series. Oh, we're going to come back. And I'd go, excuse me, how are you going to win? Well, we're going to win our games at home. No, you didn't. You got swept. Same thing with Miami. Denver's unbelievable. They're elite. So if they don't win a game, Miami and Denver, do you think Miami can win four of five? That's what I try to preach to everyone. When you drop the first two on the road, at least you get to come home. When you drop the first two on the road, you have to win four out of the next five. It's close to impossible, especially Miami, who's an eight seed, playing Denver, who's a one seed. It's not going to happen. So Mike made a really good point. If you're going to go in on the heat and bet the heat, why wouldn't you go all in on game two? Take the heat plus 300 on the money line. If they win the game, it's 1-1. Then Adam Silver's thrilled because we go back to Miami. Miami has home court. Miami will probably win a game there. And then the next thing you know, we're on. We could have a six-game series, seven-game series. Uh, That's the way I look at it there. If you're betting on the Stanley Cup final, or if you're going to bet on on, the NBA finals, I'd like to know how you're going to do that. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. As we look at basketball and what happened, it all comes down to the joker. Nikola Jokic and the game he had in the fourth quarter, he just decided, okay, now he was going to ramp it up. This was a great layup. Jamal Murray has it the other way. Dribbles behind his back. Peels off to the point. Whips it to Porter. Porter puts it on the floor in the baseline. Gets it to Jokic. Layup. God! That's a good play by Michael. Uh, The footwork by him is incredible with the Joker. What he can do is he can just make those pivot moves. He can roll. He can do whatever he has to do to get an easy bucket. A lot of times he'll take a three and a fallaway jump shot and he'll go in. But he's one of the few players, I make the comparison to Tim Duncan and the great Kevin McHale formerly of the Celtics, when you need a bucket, you should be able to go to a player on your team on the low block who can get you a bucket, who can get you a guaranteed two. And Jokic was able to do that. He was 10 of 12 from the free throw line, 8 of 12 from the field, 27 points, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds. That's the type of performance that an MVP gets in the NBA Finals. Here's the Joker on the way to the triple-double. Started by Nikola Jokic. He gets to the dotted line. Jump shot, no good. Rebound, Joker. And there's a triple-double from Nikola Jokic, the second player in NBA history to debut in the NBA Finals. 
Finals with a triple-double. Jason Kidd, the only other one to do that. How about that for a trivia question? The only player to debut in the finals with a triple-double was Jason Kidd. And Jokic did that last night. I did not know that on Nuggets Radio here. So Miami tried to make a little bit of a late run, but they were down so much. Denver cruises. Here's the final call. Seven seconds left to go in the Mile High City. Denver's going to win game number one of the NBA Finals. There's the horn. The Koe Jokic triple-double. Nuggets win it by 11, 104 to 93. Three more wins, and you win the title. So Denver won, and they covered the spread. Denver's going to win the NBA title. We're going to have a NBA champion in Denver which is okay. They've been playing basketball a really long time, and they don't have one. Their trip to the finals, they deserve it. They've waited. They built the team. They got the best player in the world, and they're going to win the title. After the game, Jimmy Butler asked about the lack of physicality. What was the issue with Miami? Did they have their legs after that long travel? Uh, I definitely think they came out with um, a lot of physicality, and we have to be able to match that. They, they did their job on the home floor. You have to say that, uh, but we will be ready. Like he said, we will adjust, do some things very differently, and uh, come out here and be ready to get one for game two. I think they'll be ready for game two. You could tell this is the last chance, Custard's last stand, right? This is it. This is it for Miami. they got to be great in game two. Eric Spolstra, I'm highly critical of him. I'm going to get to him more next hour on the fact that his team was not ready to play. They didn't attempt any free throws with the starters, only two on the night. It's not always going to happen perfectly. It's not always going to happen based on the scheme. Uh, that's the nature of our team is we find a way to compete and overcome whatever it is. Uh, and we need a lot more of that, uh, you know, in game two. He's a very good coach, Spolstra. I'm hitting him hard today because he deserves it. He's a very good coach. He'll have him ready to play. And Nikola Jokic after the game, he knows the assists matter, the rebounds matter. It's just not about the points he gets. Right now, the most important thing is to win the game. And I'm trying to trying to win again in uh, any possible way. I don't need to shoot uh, and I don't need to score. I, I know I, I don't need to score to affect the game. And I think I did a good job today. Uh, talked to a friend last night, or one of the guys at the Raider events who work on the Raiders staff, and he said, well, what do you think? How will it play nationally if Las Vegas and Denver wins the titles? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like Vegas. I'm rooting for the Golden Knights. Denver, I don't hate Denver. I don't want to see certain teams win, but I don't, I don't care. It's not a big national story if Denver wins and Las Vegas wins. Most of the sports world is dominated by the East Coast in just three markets, New York, Boston, and Philadelphia. You all know that, right? That's the truth. We're all secondary, including us in Las Vegas. Los Angeles is the number two media market. That matters. So when it comes to sports, the national media only cares about Los Angeles New York, Philadelphia, Boston, and a little building in Bristol, Connecticut, where they feed you all that propaganda. That's it. When it comes to all of that, the rest of us, from time to time, if you live in Kansas City, or you're in New Orleans, or you're in Las Vegas, no one cares, except for the people in those communities. Now, people care about the Raiders because the Raiders are a global brand. They had tremendous success. The NFL, the history of the NFL is built on the shoulders of Al Davis and the Silver and Black, along with a lot of other great teams, and Jim Brown, who just passed away, and Jerry Jones and the branding of the Cowboys, and what we've seen with the New York Giants in the old days. Eight combined championships, four before the Super Bowl era and four in the Super Bowl era. But from time to time, a small market team has to win everybody. It's not bad. A small market team's going to pop up and win. Milwaukee, 
San Diego's never won. Can you believe San Diego, America's finest cities, never won? Padres have never won a World Series. How is that possible that San Diego doesn't have a World Series or Seattle and the Mariners don't have a World Series? There are certain cities that are snake bit in professional sports, Cincinnati and Cleveland and Detroit in football, really proud teams. They can't win. So in Las Vegas, we are on the verge of history and greatness with the Golden Knights. Hopefully, we're on the verge of an organization with the Raiders that are trying to put the pieces in place from a former winning organization to get back again and win. But we have a window of two weeks here where the Vegas Golden Knights can be world champions in a global sport where most of the players are from Canada or Eastern Europe, and they're going to play their lives and their passion and their game in Las Vegas. We as a community need to get behind that, and we hope that we're doing our part. 702-365-9200. Next hour, I want to get into the worst person in all of sports. The worst human being in all of sports is trending today. His name is Skip Bayless. He ran my friend, Shannon Sharp. And Shannon's not a friend, friend, but he's an acquaintance. He ran him out of FS1. Tried to talk down to him, beneath him. Tried to make him look like a fool. I'm going to come after Skip hard. In the last hour of the show before my bucket of Modellos, you want to be around for that. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. Alex and Orlando, I'm going to see them in two weeks for some coffee over in Tivoli Village as we talk about their law group, their dad, their legacy, and everything they do in the community to help people who get into accidents. If you get into an accident, call my team at the DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. They'll help you. You can trust them. They'll get you out of a jam. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Well, you hope it works to our advantage. Um, You can't help but hear things from the other side. They'll hear things from us, and they're enjoying their moment. We're seeing it on TV and and different things, and good for them. They should. It's, it's, It's tough to get there, and if you have a little downtime, you use that as you see fit. You know, I and every team will do it differently, and um They've got two teams in that market that are going to the finals, so that there, there's a bit of that energy in their in their market. I've been there in Boston, where the Celtics and the Bruins are both there at the same time, and it's it's you know it's just it's an enjoyable moment. And if you can manage your your work versus your, like I said, enjoying the moment, then that's that's a challenge. It'll be a challenge for us too. Here, our fans in Vegas are going to, you know, they're going to be behind us. There's going to be stuff going on and. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. It's, it's to me, it's if you show up for work and you've prepared yourself to play, to have success, then usually you do. And I think this team has put the work in since September in training camp. We changed some things, and it's showing now in the playoffs. And it showed the other night in Dallas. That's a, it was our best game of the playoffs, and it's a good time to have it. And so the work we've put in came through, and that's what I expect to happen in the finals for us. Uh, for them, then I can't really speak to, to how it's going to go for them. It's Bruce Cassidy, head coach of your VGK. He mentioned being in Boston, head coach of the Bruins, when the Celtics were also in the playoffs. you got to do your work. you got to be prepared to win. you got to work. You can't be out partying and drinking and on the off nights not preparing. And that's really important. I want to get back to my experience last night with the Raiders alumni in the Gold Jackets. Matt Millen's not a Hall of Famer, but he played close to it. He was one of the great players to play in Raider history. And he told all the young players in attendance – to constantly work and help their teammates know your role, do your homework, do your prep, and then you might be able to help your other teammates with their prep. 
It was really cool how Matt Millen framed it. He goes, make sure you take care of all your homework, film study, your job, do your job, and then you'll be able to incorporate what your teammates need to do. They'll either see your hard work or you can help them. It's all about teamwork. And ever since the Golden Knights have been here, I never thought this was a team that mailed it in, was lazy. Now, this year, the Warriors were lazy. The Lakers were lazy. NBA's a joke. So many players take nights off. You don't see that in hockey. Well, hockey players work their ass off year-round. That's what they do. They only play a minute and a half to two minutes on these shifts. The cardio is brutal. They get a little rest. They come back in again, and they race, and they skate, and they do everything they can. They're always prepared to play. When was the last time you watched a hockey game and you noticed that guys were loafing? Rarely. I mean, the diehard hockey fans can see if someone's not playing and looks as sharp. But overall, in hockey, those guys play hard, and the Golden Knights are right near the top of that list. Always nice when I see a friend on hold. I've been doing this a long time. Mario and Union City. Mario, always good to hear from you, man. How you been, my buddy? Brother, I'm doing great. I know I can't call you as much as I'd like to, but I know you throw a shout-out, so I appreciate you. Real quick, JT, congrats to your son and my niece who graduated from college, San Jose State, and to your son. So props to both of them, brother. Yeah, it's really cool. My son just went to work yesterday, so I'm proud of him. And uh, congratulations to your niece at San Jose State. Great Thank news. Thank you. So here we go, man. Talk about lazy. I know the Golden Knights are not lazy. Neither are the Panthers, bro. But I'm telling you, I'm hyped up for you and that city. You know, I'm a Rangers fan like you, bro. Last time I went, I was 94. I went to the parade when they won when I with my cousin. So like, you, like we were talking earlier, bro, you got to wrap this up. You got to enjoy this because you never know when it's going to come again, bro. And real quick, on my way out, tonight, Los Angeles, the judge is coming. Severino versus Kershaw tonight. We're getting out with my neighbors together, brother. The Bronx Bombers, we're heading down to Hollywood, JT. You're going to the game. Okay, man, I got to set you up. I think my son's going on Saturday, too. I got to stay back here for the Golden Knights, but I have a feeling Betts versus Judge, Mario. I'm expecting a bomb or two deep into the bleachers. All See? rise for the Judge. I need a big See? home run from him. <laughs> brother, you already know that, man. It's all, man. So all those people there in the front row with the bleachers, you better get step in the back row when my man gets up, brother, because the Bronx Bombers are headed to Hollywood, man. JT, it's good talking to you, brother. I'll keep in touch when I can. I'm going to try to make it out there for the Raider games this year. You got my I hope you on. do, Mario. Thank you. I hope, uh, I hope you do. A lot of people are trying to make it out for the Raider game this year. Again, it's just classic, the text messages. Uh, I want to come to a Raider game. How do I get tickets? Oh, wish I had the answer, man. They're all sold. They're all sold. Sold out. You can get sweets. You can get this or that. All the tickets are on the secondary market, and fans want to get here, and they want hotel rooms. They want comps. They think, like, our hotel rooms are free. JT, do you got to hook up for a hotel room? I, I got a few, but they're not free. <laughs> the tickets aren't free. Yeah, nothing's free in Vegas. You got to pay a premium out here. Unless you get the hookup like I give you for Meet Up. Meet Up Vegas, you get the hookup. You get it from Michael E. Minden, my diamond guy. Try to give you the best deals out there. Bucket of Modelo Hour coming up next, our final hour of the week. On a great weekend this Friday.